Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And if you mess with my little sister, I'll punch your head off. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. You know, I love how a lot of your openers are related to the uh, pre-banters that we do before the show over on our Patreon. Uh, but I, I like the context of that one just <laughs> without that, because it says a lot. <laughs> It says a lot, uh, especially for longtime listeners of this show, you know? It, it's true. It's true. It's very good. Very good. Uh, but, Rem, it's a brand new year. By this point, we're already uh, at least a week into it. Uh, how you feeling so far? Uh, you know, um, I uh, my hope has not been completely broken yet for 2021. We'll see how that progresses. But right now, hey, one week in and it hasn't gone horribly wrong. Right? Right? Horribly wrong uh, to our our limited perception, depending on when we record this. We'll let you uh, use your imagination. <laughs> it should be noted, we are recording this a bit early. So if like, early. some world catastrophe has happened and you guys are like, why are they just overlooking it? That's why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the meteor thing? Nah, that's not that big of an issue. We don't need to worry about that. It'll be fine. So what if there are glowing monstrosities coming out of it? I've seen enough anime. I know how this works out. We'll get some spunky teenagers, and they will die tragically to save all of our lives. Oh, thank God I'm no longer a spunky teenager. I know, right? Now instead we're just kind of crotchety, cynical, uh... What are we, Rem? What what has become of us? Where Where's our spunky teenage energy? I mean, are it, we? Le it left us like, uh... I, I don't want to say an exact age but quite a, f quite a few years ago. I think at age 13 is probably when it left us. Let's be we, right Yeah, we, we've, we've always... We basically skipped our teens. We've always been crotchety old men at heart. Yeah. Um, I can't wait till we're actually physically old so that we can sit on a porch and just yell at teenagers as they run uh, by. See, it's we do that now, and peep and and they they get aggressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they actually want to fight us, and and we're like, oh no, you don't understand. We we us in our feeble bones. <laughs> I mean, we don't look all that feeble, but trust us, uh, we are very very fragile. <laughs> Must be uh, Italian. But but that being said, Remington, it's a new year and what with 2020 being over uh around this time people are f trying to catalog what they think their favorite anime of 2020 is and you know we have a habit of here of talking about my favorite anime of 2020 did didn't we already do that a few weeks ago or no. did we not oh okay sure no. why not all right i'm i misremember probably from 2019 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a whole fucking year ago, Remington. It blends together, man. It's all the goddamn same after a certain point. I can see that. Uh, yeah, no, no, Rem. It's been it's been a while. Uh, and usually at this point, I would you know try and give you a little bit of an option to decide what you think would be best to cover. One of my top three per se, because it's hard to narrow down a one favorite. But I don't get uh, an option this time. No, partially due to the fact that we're not going to be talking about my favorite episode, of my favorite <laughs> anime of 2020. Oh, perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, what the fuck is this preamble been? <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's a very clever segue into the fact that after the edge factor of last week, I needed something soft to jump into. So I decided to we I should your, we should your turn body back the pillow. Clock. You're talking about your body pillow vault, of course. Uh, hey now, jumping in like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Arguably a much safer jump than what Scrooge McDuck does. It's I mean, true. he has fragile duck bones. I'm amazed he hasn't injured himself. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, instead, Rem, we're going to be jumping into probably, I want to say my fourth favorite from 2018. <laughs> yeah. Wait, your fourth favorite from 2018? Yeah, So I figured that'd work. Not not right? your not your favorite from 2020. Your fourth favorite from, from two years ago. <laughs> Well, I mean, my favorites this year weren't exactly super soft, you know, and I wanted something soft. 
Okay. I want I, I, There was a lot of edgy stuff and a lot of like shonen stuff. I, I wanted something soft and enjoyable and lighthearted that wasn't a second season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, what, what, what did you decide upon, Sean? <laughs> uh, I decided on an anime that I hope people remember. A uh, really solid anime from 2018, uh, called simply Hina Matsuri. Mm, but of course. Any any guesses on what that translates to? Um. Well, it's uh our main character Hina. <laughs> And Matsuri, which is actually um, a uh, it's it's a culinary dish prepared with chicken, and Hina is actually a little chibi chicken girl who is trying to avoid getting cooked, which sounds sort of dark, and it is if you think about it, but mostly it's just slice of life, adorable chibi chicken girl. I look, I know you don't know much <laughs> about VTubers. <laughs> But I think you basically just described Takanashi Kiara's content. Uh, oh my god. So, gonna still ride that high for a little bit. Uh, but but no, no, uh, you're very wrong. Uh, you were actually about 50% right. Uh, the main hey. character is called Hina. Fucking nailed it. Uh, and Matsuri is just festival celebration. And at this festival celebration, would you find a culinary dish prepared with chicken? I mean, yeah. God, I'm I suppose good. you could. <laughs> I mean, granted she her favorite food appears to be uh oh god, what's it called? Uh oh, I forget the Japanese name for it, but like uh like fish eggs and the like, if I remember correctly. Caviar? Yeah, I was trying to think of the like the Japanese version. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Uh well, obviously a chicken isn't going to eat chicken, Sean. <laughs> Uh, are, are you kidding me, Rem? You do they know will. that that chickens are opportunistic ca- carnivores, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll devour anything you put in front of them. Yeah, They're a vicious creature. Hey guys, opportunistic uh, carn- carnivorism is a scary fucking thing. There's a there's a that's great... our that's our word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> It's really more of a phrase than a word. I mean, All it's right, two kids, words repeat together. after us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just having violent flashbacks to the one video of the horse. You know that video? Video with the horse and the chicken? Excuse me? No, no, there's literally just... Have you... I mean, if you Google horse and baby chicken, you'll see it, and it will I... horrify you for the rest of your life. I do not frequent those communities, Sean. Um, I personally... I, I don't... I don't chastise furries for existing, but I don't understand them either. <laughs> I love how you're trying to throw the furry card at me. That's going to be very great in a little while uh, <laughs> for, for a future anime that I have planned for you, especially. Oh, no. oh, uh, no. But with that, Remington, uh, Hina Matsuri uh, is a very strange but very amusing show. Uh, it, it starts with our uh, with our primary male character, uh, a man by the name of Yoshifumi Nita. Uh, okay. And the, th- the thing about uh, uh, Nita here is that uh, uh, he's he's a member of the Yakuza. Oh, okay. We're real light and fluffy now. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. This is a very light and fluffy show. Uh, he's a member of the Yakuza, a very well-off member of the Yakuza as well, uh, and is enjoying uh, his, uh, his lovely expensive vase collection mm-hmm. uh, when suddenly a large... Uh, capsule materializes above him and falls on his head. But of course. As it does. Uh, and when he opens it, uh, there appears to be a young blue-haired girl uh, who doesn't really divulge anything about herself except for that her name is Hina and the fact that she is inf- uh, a powerful psychic. So is she an alien? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, and just in case things couldn't get any worse... Uh, her her uh, control over her powers is a bit mm, touchy at times. So if she gets uh, horribly upset, she might accidentally, I don't know, cause a massive uh, psychic destru- destruction event. We're so light and fluffy. <laughs> and so thus begins the lovely heartfelt story of uh, Nita doing everything in his power to take care of his his new <laughs> strange adopted psychic uh, kid. Um, what I'm getting from this is it's like, it's it's Ponyo. If it... <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm okay. not going to keep going. Just, just... <laughs> Oh, God, it was that bad. Huh? I'm, I'm abandoning the joke. I'm abandoning You're abandoning it full, full it's turkey. It's nothing like Ponyo. Don't worry about it. Oh, God, Rem. <laughs> I, I worry for your health and sanity sometimes. Have you ever considered that you're watching a bit too much anime? Uh, dude, I've maintained that position from day one. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, but yeah, Rem, this is this is a uh, this is a slice of life supernatural comedy show, and all right, I, I, got, I have no idea what the fuck to expect. Yeah, no, that's what that's basically how I felt uh, going into it. Uh, and yet I came out the other end smiling and laughing. Uh, because it's got it's got some good fluffy stuff in it, and I hope that you find it as enjoyable as I did. Because honestly, it, it's one of those ones that came out in 2018 that I feel like was really really good, but wasn't as talked about as much as it should have been. Uh, and I wanted to show it to you sooner, but I just was like, eh. But I gotta show him some bad stuff too, you know. <laughs> Uh, so instead, I figured uh, to make up for this not having my uh, favorite anime of 2020 prepared, uh, primarily due to the fact that I'm still trying to fucking figure out which ones I, I want to put in that, those top three sp- slots. Uh, not because there were a lot of really good options, but mostly because I am torn to, by the fact that, uh, well, a lot of them are very were on the edgier side of things. I didn't want to do that in a row, and the, my other favorites were second seasons, and I don't believe in using a second season as my anime of the year because I feel like that's a cop-out. Fair enough. Uh, but with that being said, Remington, do you have any questions before we jump into it? Um, I mean, a lot, but I figure I'll, I'll be confused till I understand, so let's just jump into it. All right then, Remington. Let's jump into some Hina Matsuri. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of 2018's Hina Matsuri. And Remington, I like this anime a lot, so be gentle, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it's your fourth favorite anime of 2018. Uh, yes. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start out. Uh, it's it's a weirdin'. It is a yeah. weird show. Uh, yeah. My go-to comparison for multiple reasons would be Mob Psycho. Yep, yep like, that's a fair comparison. In, instead of like satirical action that you get with Mob Psycho, it's more satirical slice of life. Yep. But they're two sides of the exact same coin. Oh, very much so. Psychic <laughs> powers included. And yeah. I love it. And, like, there's some comparisons to uh, Nita, the Yakuza buff, and Reagan that, like, you wouldn't yep. expect because they differ in a lot, a lot of elements. But a lot of their behavior is wildly similar. Yeah, he he is what you could call a weird straight man. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, in the comedy sense, not in the sexuality sense. I don't want to yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, with, with this being uh, a very comedic-based show, uh, we, we, we've seen a lot of comedy shows, Sean. A yep. lot. Um, and I'll say maybe, I'll be generous, I'll say 10% of the comedy we have covered on oh, this geez. podcast is funny. <laughs> oh, oh, God, here we go. Okay. Uh... So, the, it, it raises the question, is Hinamatsuri part of the 10% or part of the 90%? Uh, and there, uh, there's only one way to find out. Let's let's jump into it, Sean. Okay. So, we open up episode one with a red-haired girl uh, doing martial arts against, uh, like, a hundred different monks in a city. Um, and she kicks their ass. And then we're told, all right, three years ago, let's do, a f- let's go back. And we have not seen that girl since. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's ever going to come back. If we're ever going to get to the three years back and see what's going on there. I got no idea. <laughs> but that martial arts girl was only there as an, as an intro of nothing. Although, to be fair. If she never did come back, how much I'd would love you it. love that? <laughs> I would really like it. <laughs> Just be like, the, here's this kung fu scene. Uh, now, three years ago, here's the actual story. But that kung fu scene was neat, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> I assume she comes back. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, so it's a we pretty weird and inane show, but it's not that <laughs> weird and inane. Yeah, surprisingly, this show, despite being like comedy slice of life, has very strong continuity, consistency, and consequences. Like, this little silly show has more consequences for all of everyone's actions than, I would say, 95% of the anime we watch, frankly. It's crazy. It's insane. Like, things will happen that you'll think are just like, oh, haha, silly joke moment. But then that's just how it goes for the rest of the show. That's just how it is. 
Yeah. One thing that comes to mind is a uh, uh, bartender girl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll get to her. Um, yes. Well, ju- basically, just the other middle schoolers can fill up the entire category. So, yep. uh, in episode one, then we we meet Nita. He's a rich yakuza uh, homie, and uh, suddenly he's just chilling, drinking some wine, when an interdimensional warp pod lands on his head. Uh, he eventually opens it up, and there's a middle school girl inside uh, who starts wrecking his shit. Uh, and so, under duress, he starts taking care of her, uh, takes her shopping, uh, puts her into school. Um, Nita, he, so he's in the Yakuza, but that isn't even his defining quality, I would say. His defining quality is his obsession with vases. Um, he fucking loves vases. All vases, he loves them. Can't get enough of them. His, his, uh, screensaver on his phone is just a picture of a vase. He has a painting of a vase. He loves vases. Ah, why More than you? I think I've loved anything in my life. Well, to be fair, mate, you hate most things. So <laughs> it, it's, compa- it's not a high bar. The comparison is a bit weak there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, have you seen those vases? They're pretty, pretty they, good. They are, they are pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a lot of like, oh, is she going to get used to like the real world? And she, she just doesn't answer. It's like, he was like, uh, where'd you come from? What's going on? And she's like, I'm not answering these questions. Let's go. Uh, which, you know, that that's a way to handle it. Sure. Why not? Just <laughs> if I'm okay, if they just don't answer those questions at this point, because they just blatantly said from the get go, like, uh, that's not important for the story we're telling. So don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> which, hey, at least they're upfront about it. Uh, so he's, he's getting her used to like the normal world and it's like, oh, you can't use your powers, but if she doesn't use her powers for long enough, then it, she loses control. The show is and nothing if nice not honest. Explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. So, uh, he's like, all right, how can we safely use her powers? Uh, he gets her to help doing a construction job with trees and whatnot. Uh, and, and that's nice. Um, and, and she, she's like, well, I don't just want to be used, blah, blah, blah. They have a nice little heart to heart. Um, then because Nita is part of the Yakuza, he's given uh, a good old snuff job. He, he needs to kill a dude. And Hina is like, oh, you're, you're probably going to have me kill him, aren't you? And he's like, what? No, what? No, God, what the fuck? No, no. Uh, and she's like, well, if you insist. And she kills the man. <laughs> <laughs> She just goes and kills him anyway. Nita's like, you really don't have to do this. And she's like, no, I want to do this. <laughs> and it's like the priest, I can't, I can't get across like how the presentation is because there's like heartwarming music. Everything is like super emotional and heartfelt in this scene that she just kills. Dude. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a nice thematic juxtaposition, I'll say. Really, really yeah. solid. Uh, and so then, uh, for, for killing a dude and getting him a promotion for killing, like, a rival gang leader or whatever, um, he, Nita gives Hina some Ikara, mm-hmm. uh, which is just, fan, just ja- weeby caviar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just I mean, caviar. you could just say Japanese. Not everything Japanese has to be weeby, Remington. That's kind of a gross, uh, misattribution there. I don't know about that, man. Uh, and, and that's the first episode. Uh, so a, a nice wonky as shit, weird first episode. Uh, but it had some good moments and I enjoyed it. So, you know, okay. Uh, episode two, we open up, uh, with another warp pod, but this time it's just in the middle of like the road outside and a blonde girl pops out of it uh, and she's hunting down Hina. For some reason, she's also a middle school age girl. Uh, Hina, well, eventually Nita like catches the blonde girl and what's up and notices that she's after Hina. So he brings Hina to her um, just to be like, hey, let's handle this situation. Uh, because the blonde girl also just like fucked up a, a street gang completely and is now just wearing the leader's clothes around. Uh, so, you know, you want to handle the situation some way or another before it gets out of hand. Uh, so he, he confronts the girl who is, uh, her name is Anzu, the blonde one. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a great battle between Anzu and Hina and their psychokinetic powers, right? Yep. Um, and, and the battle, Nita is like, hey, instead of like fighting and trying to kill each other and everything, because I know Anzu, you were sent to kill Hina for some reason, not really explained. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I get that, but maybe like instead of doing that, what if we play high stakes rock, rock paper scissors? Cool. So they do it, uh, and it's it's a great scene. Basically, rock paper scissors winner then tries to use their psychokinetic powers to turn the other's head in a direction, and that's it. And if they succeed, they win. Uh, um, it, it's actually more based on the game uh, 
uh, where you're supposed to try and get somebody to look in the direction you're pointing, and they're kind of cheating with uh, the psychic powers. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, it's it's really all about the strength of the psychic powers here. It, yeah. There's going to be so many things that, like, I'll try to explain, but I cannot capture the je ne sais quoi. I cannot capture the <laughs> essence of Hinamatsuri in so many of these instances. Like, in this, the best I can say is it's a great scene because the way their head, their faces shake. Like, that makes no sense if you haven't seen it. But those who have will agree. That's why the scene is great. <laughs> it's like, it sounds so juvenile that their their heads shake funny. And that's like... <laughs> but that's this is some top-tier critical analysis, Rem. Like, I, I am enthralled. <laughs> I can't wait for your 12-page essay to come out on this, your thesis delving into the deep uh, nuances of comedy. This is going to be great. <laughs> it, it's what works. They have, they have really good, like, expressions and physical comedy all throughout this show. Some really solid good, physical a, comedy. A good chunk of my reaction gift folder is filled with Hina Matsuri stuff, so... <laughs> it's solid shit. So, uh, Hina wins. And they they decide to hang out because that that that's how you do. So Anzu and Hina they they hang out a bit. Uh, Nita watches uh, their clothes as well as watches the transportation warp pod ball. Um, and then uh, oh and and by watching that uh, it means that Anzu can't use the warp ball to transport back. And so at this stage. I thought the route they were going was, okay, so she's going to go back to Nita and Hina, and now Nita is going to be essentially like a father of two. No, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but that is just not the direction they go with it. Uh, meanwhile, Nita, uh, he, he's been having bad luck with women, Sean. Uh, th yeah. Things ain't going great for him. Uh, he used to be a player, but now the ladies are like, haha, you're, you're cute, but no. Uh, and, and what's going on with that? Well, it's because they're like, oh, he's focusing on his daughter. That's cute. I won't try to fuck around with him uh, in the very literal sense. And so he's like, that's bullshit. And so he starts ignoring Hina so that he can get some pussy. <laughs> like, he, he, he's just horn dog. That's what he's doing. That's all he wants in the world. I mean, look, he, he's a grown man with, with some basic urges, you know, and... Raising a child is hard. Sometimes you need to, you know, you, you need to release it every once in a while, you know? So, uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so Hina decides that, uh, she doesn't know what's going on with her dad. So she's going to, uh, to stalk him with her friend. Um, let's see, her friend, uh, Hitomi, right? From yep. school. And so she, she like spies on him. They end up uh, going into the bar that he's at. Um, but he's not there yet. In fact, the bar is empty. So Hina just leaves her friend at the bar, at the <laughs> abandoned closed bar. And then someone walks in and orders something. And the middle school friend is like, oh, I don't actually, um, I don't know. And he's like, ah, I'll show you. Just don't worry about it. Here, this is how you make that. And so Hina just abandons her friend in the bar with a strange man, which is fine. Um, <laughs> and Hitomi just starts making a drink uh, and starts learning the ropes. So then um, uh, eventually everything is like reunited and eventually it's like, hey, take care of your daughter, you fuck. Um, and like the bartender tells Hina to tell Nita uh, like, oh, I want to spend quality time with you. And the presentation of that is... Hey, hey, Nita. Hello, my proxy father. Uh, let let's let's go to the girly clubs together. And and everyone's like, all right, let's do it. So the entire <laughs> bar, including Hitomi, just the friend, the middle school friend, and Hina, uh, they just go to a, a girly club, uh, which I imagine is basically just a strip club. Uh, kind of a, a hostess club. It's essentially, uh, it's literally just a place to hang out and drink while people fawn over you. Essentially. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's a bit of a strange thing, but it's a very common uh, gag for uh, depicting a sleazy uh, and or uh, loose character. Yep, so say. let's bring the kids along. Uh, so they bring yes, the kids uh, not, along. Not a place you bring kids. Uh, parents, the kids have a great time. kids to host clubs. The yeah. kids have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so kids, if you're ever in Japan... Uh... <laughs> No, no, we can't endorse that. I don't know, man. It seems like it was a lot of family-friendly good times. You can't go into those places without your parents, and I'm pretty dang sure most places don't allow you in there like that. <laughs> so, uh, and that, that's how uh, episode two ends. 
Uh, episode three, we open up uh, with Anzu, the, the blonde girl who's now trapped there. Uh, she's getting by by stealing shit. And a homeless guy is like, oh, you, you can't just... And this is the same homeless guy. I didn't mention this. In episode two, uh, he helped uh, Nita find Anzu in the first place. Uh, and he was like... And he felt really bad about it because he assumed that he was se helping sell a little girl into sex trafficking. And they were like, oh, no, no, nothing like that. Um, but it was just a very nice, casual sex trafficking conversation, you know, as as, as you are wont to have. I mean, that's how most of our sex trafficking conversations go, if I was like... They're, they're, they're all pretty nonchalant. They're, they're pretty nonchalant yes. conversations. Uh, but the homeless guy is like, uh, there, there are better ways to uh, to get stuff other than stealing. Uh, just collect a bunch of cans, and then you can sell them, and then you can buy some cup noodles. And and so uh, and so she does. She goes to collect cans, and she gets some money. Um, she joins a homeless commune in the forest of the park, and she she buys everyone some sake. Uh, gives them a drink. They're they're still the homeless commune is is unsure about Anzu until she sings uh to them um she sings marvelously absolutely stunningly and and they are all just so enamored by her um more or less and so <laughs> <laughs> they get from point a to point b yeah <laughs> yeah no that's uh, so... one way to think of it that's one way to think of it <laughs> Uh, she, she chats with Nita, uh, Yakuza dad, right? Uh, he gives her, um, like 400 bucks or something. Um, I don't know the exact conversion. I think it was around like 400 bucks if I know my conversion by now. Yeah. Uh, just, just drop two, stolen. just drop the last two digits and that'll give you a rough estimate. Okay. So I think it was 40, I'm 400, something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't remember the exact number of digits. Uh, and then, uh, she was like, oh my God, thank you. But then she had to pay back all the, for all the stuff she stole. So she was le just left with very little. Um, uh, so that, that's like Anzu's arc for this episode, right? From this point on, like, once again, I assumed Anzu was just going to join Nita's household. No, Anzu's homeless from now on. Like, she just joins the homeless commune. Yeah. That, that's just, that's her community. We meet the characters there and learn about them. Like, all the characters, any character that you think, oh, this is a nice little one-off side character. Oh, no, they're going to be fleshed out. They are part of this world now, bud, which I like. I like that a lot. It feels like the world is expansive and that, like, everyone actually has lives that go on off screen, which is so nice. Uh, it's a surprising amount of thought and detail that's put into this show. Uh, the, the rest of the episode is uh, mostly focused on Hitomi. Yeah, not even... This whole episode hardly includes uh, Hina or Nita until, like, the very end. Yep. Uh, it has Hitomi, who is being blackmailed to be a bartender because she's so fucking good at it. The bartender, she's she tells Hitomi, uh, essentially, I'll tell your school that you you work at a, a bar if you don't work at the bar. And they have some good back and forth. And eventually Hitomi's like, okay. And Hitomi, she, she's a real upstanding little middle schooler, right? Gets great grades. But by night, she is like a prodigious bartender. Just so talented. Um, which is fantastic until uh, her principal and homeroom teacher come to visit. And she's freaking out. She doesn't want them to know. But the principal, he's fucking sloshed. He has no idea what's going on. Um, meanwhile, mm -hmm. the the homeroom teacher, he thinks that it's Hitomi, but he'll get in trouble if one of his students was working at a bar. So he just has cognitive dissonance enough to ignore it. Uh, yeah. and, and now Hitomi is just a bartender. So there, yep. there we are. There we are. And uh, guess what she is in the next episode? <laughs> it's, it's like... Once again, from this point on, Anzu is homeless and Hitomi is a bartender. That's just how that goes. Like, those are their roles now. <laughs> you know, life works in mysterious ways, right? Which, which, in a way, I don't know, man. <laughs> having middle schoolers be, like, homeless and having to work a full-time job, this is some, like, psychokinetic slice-of-life critique of the capitalist system. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know exactly what it means, but there's something there. Uh, all I know is that it's funny. It's real and good. Sad. It's sad. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, finally, in the last, like, four minutes of the episode, if that, um, we get Hina and Nita, right? Uh, Nita is like, oh, man, I wish that you and Anzu switched places. She seems like she'd be so much more well-behaved than you. <laughs> and Hina, like, has a nightmare about it, so she's like, you know what? I'm going to be a great proxy daughter from now on. So she tries to clean everything, but she's god-awful 
scramble at it and breaks everything and ruins everything and everything is fucked um which leads right into episode four where uh nita returns home to see how everything is fucked uh and he's like oh you broke my prized vase which is the only real thing he cares about in this world do you recall um he he likes women he he enjoys having a proxy daughter but above all else he loves fucking vases uh, well, presumably not fucking vases. I don't know. Well, Maybe I mean, he, you never know. You never know. He probably fucks vases. Like the, he has, I think he's a vase fucker. He's got a lot of shapes and sizes. I think it could work. I think I think at least a couple of those are fleshlights. All I'm saying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so he gets Would mad you like to try at Hina. The Ming? <laughs> oh, God. He gets mad at Hina and disowns her. Um, and Hina, she, she's given some money and she's like, okay, I have a little money. Um, she spends it all on like a single meal. And she's like, I don't know what to do now. So she goes with Anzu and is like, hey, you're homeless. Help me be homeless. Cool. Um, and so uh, with, with Anzu, uh, Nita, meanwhile, there's a lot of, of disapproval over Nita for disowning his daughter because no one knows that she's just like a psychokinetic alien, right? They all assume that to some degree he's That he's like his actual daughter, yeah. 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 So they're all like, that's really fucked up, Nita. Uh, Anzu is getting real sick and tired of Hina's shit. Hina just eats everything, wastes all the supplies, doesn't work to get any of the money. So after a few days, Anzu is like, I, I need to kick you out, Hina. You're ridiculous. So Hina's been kicked out uh, two times in one episode. Uh, she's like, all right, I need some way to get money. She sees a band busking on the street, just rocking out. She's like, I can do that. So she she does her street magic, quote unquote. Uh, so she just uses her psychokinetic powers to levitate shit. It's a hit. Um, the band is like, that's awesome. Let's work together. You get this band magic act that people fucking love and are showering money upon, right? Um, the bandmates, they're, they're pretty cool. They're, they're, they're good guys. Eventually though, Hina's like, hey, I have quit the band. There's something I gotta do. And they're like, oh man, are you sure? And it's like, nah, bro. No, nah, look in her eyes. She needs to do something. It's okay, Hina, live your best life. Like they're just super supportive. <laughs> These guys we've known yeah, for like It's like minutes. if you got a bunch of Dave Grohls. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> street busking Dave Grohls and uh, they, uh, entertained uh, <laughs> Real someone who fellas. needed help for a night. It was Real very solid good. fellas. Yeah. Uh, so Hina uses the money she gets to buy a like $29 vase uh, and goes to, to give it back to uh, Nita. Um, and Nita is like, okay, I appreciate it. Okay, come on in. Uh, and everything's good on that front. Uh, you also get a final thing uh, at the end of the episode where you get bar confessions to Hitomi. Just people going into the bar, drinking, and confessing their entire lives to this middle school girl. Uh, none of them know she's a middle school girl because she's too darn talented to be a middle schooler. Gosh darn yeah. it. I mean, hey, that makes sense to me. What kind <laughs> yeah, of middle of schooler knows how to make a perfect martini like that? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, that would be so irresponsible. <laughs> it would be reprehensible. Uh, so... That happens. Uh, then later, Hitomi meets Anzu, uh, just trying to get a bunch of cans. And Hitomi's like, hey, I'm a bartender. I know where you can get a bunch of cans. So she gets a bunch of cans for Anzu. And Anzu is like, oh my God, you're the single best person ever. Come over to my shack. Um, and so come over to my shack. I will treat you. Uh, here, you can have the special $2 ramen. Uh, and Oh, that's it, the premium stuff. Hitomi, you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> it is. And Hitomi is like, Oh, yay. Because uh, Hitomi is making like 15 bucks an hour. Anzu, meanwhile, is making $6 a day. Um, which, oh, oh God. Oof. <laughs> Good old class discrepancy. Um, I wish I lived in a world where a middle schooler could make 15 an hour. Or anybody could make 15 oh, an dude. hour. Just that, ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be so swell. Uh, but they, they sort of become friends. Good times. Uh, and that, that, that's basically the end of episode four. Finally, final episode that we saw. Episode five, here we go. Uh, Anzu, she sees a homeless dude who's willing to buy TVs for 30 bucks. And she's like, well, that's like five days of can collecting right there. I can make bank if I, fi if, if I even find a single TV. So uh, Hina and Hitomi, they both join her. Uh, and they all search. They find a bunch of shitty TVs that the guy's like, I don't know. I'll give you like 10 cents for it. Jeez. Um, and she's like, oh no. So they look for flat screens, just like in a field, just in some grass. <laughs> like they spend a lot of time just looking for a flat screen TV in grass. 
Uh, and they don't find it, shockingly. Um, so then Hina and Hitomi, they both want to yeah, help mean, people, their friend, right? People dump things, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like in a very public and happy grassy area, I don't think they're going to dump a flat screen there. So uh, Hitomi, her plan, uh, her parents just bought a new TV. So they were going to throw away the old one. So she's like, okay, I'm going to hide like the old one. And then we're going to quote unquote find it and it'll all work out. She gets in a little bit of trouble for uh, throwing away a large item in public because you, you shouldn't do that. So she ends up just like, all right, I'll just give it to her. Well, you never so know, she just gives. You never know. It's, yeah. Who, who, it, I mean, it's responsible. You know, litter is bad, especially for big litter. Um, so she ends up just like giving the TV pretty blatantly to uh, Anzu. Hina, meanwhile... In a great bit of child logic, it's like, okay, we need to sell, we need to get a TV to sell the TV. So, uh, so Hina goes to Nina and it's like, hey, can we get a flat screen TV? And he's like, all right, yeah, sure. Just get it from here, I guess. Uh, and, and she gets one and then goes to sell it. And the homeless dude is like, what? This is clearly brand new. What the fuck is happening here? What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, but hey, friendship. So really solid child logic there. Uh, Hina will then like go back to Nita and he'll be like, oh yeah, did you get the TV? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right. So if you ordered it, then it should be uh, coming in in a couple days ready to be installed she's like oh no i sold it and he's like what what do you mean you sold what did you use the money for and she was like uh taxi fare back here he was like what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> it's a great moment it's a great scene of just excuse me <laughs> Uh, so that, that's a nice moment. The second half of episode five, uh, Hitomi is going into work. And as she goes into work at the bar, uh, some other middle school boys, they see her going into a bar followed closely by her homeroom teacher. And they're like, oh no, is this some inappropriate relationship between student, uh, and teacher? Is he a pedophile? Uh, and there are some weird, like, pedophilic fantasy moments in the show. Mm -hmm. Th they aren't, like, too, too much, but they were enough to make me a little bit uncomfortable. Which um, is what they were supposed to do, Rem. Yeah. So, uh, the two boys are like, we are, need to conduct an investigation. They get one of their friends, who's also one of Hitomi's friends. They lay out, uh, what's going on. Uh, Hitomi's friend is like, that's ridiculous. Uh, but we need to investigate. They grab Hina uh, to be a mascot. Yep. And that's basically what Hina is. Hina doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, and they start <laughs> investigating. Irreprensible psychic powers. Uh, we're bringing you because you're cute. <laughs> yeah. So they start investigating. Um, and eventually they figure out uh, that it's not some crazy relationship. It's just that their friend works at a bartender. It works as a bartender. Uh, and there's some great expressions as Hitomi is caught. Like, Hitomi? She's, she's like, a pretty straight-laced character, but she has phenomenal expressions, like, every time. Yep. Because uh, she, and, and she so, can't keep a secret. She can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nope. So she gets caught, uh, and that's how the episode ends. And so those are the five episodes. Rem, you know, you know how you can tell just in the little things uh, that somebody is about to make you really happy? <laughs> yeah, Sean? Uh, you didn't... You got all their names right on, like, the first or second go. Which, which is impressive, With, considering there are quite a few. Yeah, which usually means, Rem, if I am not mistaken, you enjoyed this show. Uh, it's definitely indicative of, of that, yeah. Uh, it, it's a solid show. Uh, there were some weirder moments that weren't cringy, but also didn't make me laugh and just served to confuse me a bit more. But overall, it is a very funny show. Very, very enjoyable. Uh... I here here's so I compared it to Mob Psycho earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm going to say two things comparing it to Mob Psycho. Uh, they'll both will piss off different people. First, uh -oh. Rem, you're already on my good side. Do you really want to just flip the scripts already? I think quality-wise, Mob Psycho is probably the better show. That okay. being said, I think I enjoyed Hinamatsuri more. So both of those things, I'm going to place there. Frustrate a bit of both fandoms a little bit. And, uh... <laughs> And that's where I stand. <laughs> that being said, if you enjoy Mob Psycho, I think you will enjoy this. Oh, without a doubt, because this is a really, really good show. Like, like if you just really, want some really Moe good. trash, slice of life version of Mob Psycho, this is it. This yeah. is that. <laughs> like, and, it, and it's got a pretty art style, too. So that'll help if you if Mob Psycho uh, turns you off visually <laughs> yeah. a little. Yeah, it actually looks nice, which is a <laughs> 
But that being said, you should still watch Mob Psycho because it, its charm and its hideousness is what makes it great. Uh, <laughs> That's what they say about us too, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing we're not single. Uh, <laughs> uh, people like us for some reason. I wish I knew why. Uh, That's a fucking question. But Rem, Hina Matsuri, you understand why I list it as probably my fourth favorite of 2018, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty solid. It's real good. I don't think it's like one of the greatest things of all time by any means but i think it is good enough that most people would enjoy it yeah care to take a guess at the mouse score on it um oh this is a tough one this one i think this feels like something i would say is more correctly rated than most anime i think it's gonna be around an eight eight that high pretty 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 high pretty high i know um but i think it i i it might end up being like a 7.9 or anything um, but I, I think I'm going to go with an eight. All right. Well, Remington, uh, with approximately 164,190 users, uh, this show, Hina Matsuri, is currently sitting at a very lovely 8.22. Wow. Okay. It's higher than I expected. No, like everybody who's watched this show has pretty universally enjoyed it. Anybody who like, had... This does not seem like a very polarizing show. It seems like if you watch it, you're probably going to enjoy it. Yeah, no, like the people who would leave a bad review on this show aren't really looking for any kind of clever comedy with uh, human characters. They're just not looking for that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Hinamatsuri, it's very much like, do you think you will like this show? You almost certainly will then. Like, if there are very few people, I think, who will be like, oh, that seems like a show perfect for me, and then be disappointed. And uh, it is very easily probably one of my favorite things to come out of Studio Feel. Uh... That's the name of the studio that made this one, by the way. Feel. It's just, it's called Feel. Oh, but of course, good old Feel. Yeah, uh, because I'll t- I'll be honest with you right now, Rem. Most of Feel's stuff, mm, mm-mm. Yeah? That's a solid, that's a solid mm-mm from me. Oh, God. <laughs> there is, there is so much bullshit in Studio Feel's uh, repertoire that it's hard to find the good stuff, but I think this might easily be one of the best things to come out of Feel. That in Oregairu, probably. Uh, but that's not one we've covered yet, and maybe we'll cover it uh, soon, uh, since you respond so uh, positively to this one. I mean, maybe. Uh, but, Graham, I, uh, Hina Matsuri is a very special show for me, because not only is it very funny and very good, but I will say there it does hit a few emotional notes as it goes along as well. After You've only seen how half of the series it's only a 12 episode series uh but by the end of it i felt all the good good emotions uh for all these characters which is uh very very enjoyable for me and just for your frame of reference my top three of 2018 in no particular order were uh place further than the universe violet evergarden and uh bunny girl senpai if i remember correctly so okay yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, cause it, cause 2018 was a good fucking year for anime. The year we started reco- uh, reviewing anime as well, actually, now that I think about it. Oh my God. It's almost been three years, Rem. Oh no. Oh God. Don't, ma- uh, I'm, I'm wasting my mortality away watching fucking anime. But Rem, you watched a really good anime this time. Yeah, this time. How long is that going to last? Well, it remains to be seen. So I suppose the last question I have to ask you, Rem, any chance you want to watch a little more Hina Matsuri with me? Uh, I, you know what? I would love to, actually. Weirdly, I, I would really enjoy that, Sean. Yeah, and since it's a 12-episode guy, we could probably finish it next time we do it. And if it ever gets a second season, we'll see. I don't know. You never know with these things. Uh, but with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Remington actually having a positive opinion about a show for once, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or word of mouth is an excellent way for us to grow as well. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, as well as gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, including having your name horribly mispronounced by my dear friend Remington, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext. Remington, who are we thinking this week? Of course, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. But moving on up, we reach... The Yandere Waifu Tier, who'll use their psychic kinetic powers to break all of our vases until we love them. And on that list, we have Matthew B., Supercalifragilisticexpialisnoosius, Reverse Kismo Kismo, Redneck Weeb, Kitty, Yuno Gasai, Yuliana, The Booty Knight, 
Snap Snips, Jacob Livingston, H. Wood, Farmer, I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts weeb, Alexander Nasiensenyo, Remhub, Andrew Rowicki, Matthew B. Wait a minute, what? Didn't I? The order's Wait. fucked. The order's fucked. Oh no. Oh no. Rem, your rhythm. You've lost your rhythm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's a chance your your name will be said twice or like maybe not at all. I don't know. Patreon gets fucky sometimes, y'all. I've told it to sort and it's freaking out. I'm sorry. Uh, continuing We're on. professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> if this is just like a different Matthew B, then no, because I see reverse Kismo Kismo. Fuck. Devin McCutcheon, Sage Shifter, and then here's Super Califragilistic Expialistic. Oh no. <laughs> I'm worried <laughs> this because this disaster. almost certainly means, this means there's going to be like six people missing for sure. And I, if you are one of those six people, email us. Uh, yes. We will Patreon send you apologies. In the title. Uh, all yeah. right. Continuing. Sean Onichen, Bakou, ready to be isekai'd. Remington Merrill. Alex from Down Under Thunder, we don't send to just plunder hit that shit like a golf runner. Apostle of the Church of Remington. Snap Snips. Ichigo Simp 015. Echidna is best girl. Remington is not a man of culture, Foxen boy. The Booty Knight. Andrew Sinclair. Jax. Dark Swarm 713, Yuno Gasai, Kitty, Redneck Weeb, Edgelord Anafresia, Ariel Bird. I used Rem's hot takes to warm my house, but all it did was burn it down. They're too damn hot. Lonely Geek 23, oh, good. Darth Pikachu, uh, Elise Howard. Thank absolutely each and every one of you. We move on. We go to over to Hogwarts. We're hitting the boy wizard tier. Um, Sean, really quickly, I want you to name one very specific Harry Potter character. Just any very specific Harry Potter character. Uh, okay, I'll do one of my favorites then. How about Luna Lovegood? Call that super specific, bit. Come on. Oh, I you want more specific. specific. I want more, more specific. specific. How can you get more specific than the character's name? Okay, how about fucking- No, no, a uh, different specific character. Like, not, not one of the big obvious ones i want oh, i want a little bit more obscurity oh, oh. uh how about cormac mcclagan all right because his name is fun to say and he's not a very important character all right uh actually a different character they have everyone except mcclagan you're shitting me okay fuck uh i mean i guess we could go luna but i don't know man it seems a bit obvious all right fine len let's go with uh seamus uh i forget his last name yes i'm going with the scottish and irish people don't judge me uh just seamus finnegan <laughs> yes seamus finnegan there you go the, the, the most irish man all right so uh all of our boy wizards are going to get a title of a harry potter fan fiction that has the character seamus finnegan in it <laughs> Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. So, oh, God, if I knew this was that route, I would have chosen a different route. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. All right, so uh, Spicy Log Horizon is one of the best written Isekai used the BS rule hot take. You get all because of Amortentia, uh, which is apparently a love story between Draco Malfoy and an original character named Greta. Uh, oh, God, self-interest. Uh, Delina Perez, you get it all started with a letter. Uh, everyone gets a letter and they have to do exactly what it says. It, that one has 11 views. So. Oh. <laughs> and you're the 12th. Congratulations. <laughs> Miguel Delion, you are getting get uh female versus male. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> it, it has strong violence and scenes of a mild sexual nature. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All of these Ugh. have like double digit views and I feel bad. <laughs> All right, here's one here's one with more. Let's see, I just did Miguel, right? Yep. Alright, Pilkster, the Simpho Gear Advocate, you get smoke and mirrors. Uh the, the Order of the Phoenix is back. It's just post-Deathly Hollow shit. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, so wait, actual fan fiction that isn't smut? Yes. Uh, all right, here's Rare. Please do more cute girls doing cute things shows Kumiko. You're welcome. And yep. uh, you get Hogwarts play. Uh, they mm, say it mm. might be weird, and they don't explain what they mean by that. Oh, it, it's got to be weird sex stuff. It's always got to be weird <laughs> sex stuff. Weird I call fan Bone fiction just means, uh, You get... Invisible Helper. Uh, this is about Arena. She's always wondered about her past. Who's her mother? What's going on? I'm trying to figure out where Seamus fits into all of these, and I can't fucking tell you. I think it's just that he's included at some point. Like, unfortunately, he's not a main character. He's just, like, there. Oh, I mean, that's how he was in the books, too, so it's fine. <laughs> so it's big. Enrique Perez-Torres, you get Hermione's twin. It, it's about a twin of Hermione. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Pretty pre, pre, pre straightforward, I'll be honest. Uh, MT the Poet, you get Ravenclaw's daughters. There's just a bunch of Ravenclaw sisters. 
Uh, okay. And I it's mean, their story. I mean, bad things kind of happen to one of Ravenclaw's descendants. But, well, that's okay. That's fine. All right. We have a dedicated sadist. You get one last year. They're back for their eighth year at Hogwarts. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't just restructure an entire school system that's been around for centuries just because these fuckers didn't get to graduate. <laughs> uh. Frack me, Mr. Peanut Butter. You get the next Dark Lord. He's Voldemort's arranged a line of succession, and so oh, he's, great. he's finding. Oh, and that one is it's it's dedicated to Black Lives Matter. That one, uh, obviously, mm, makes ooh, perfect sense. Uh, ugh, I don't, I don't think that's the kind of message you want to be sending, fighting, there, bud. Fighting injustice via Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> Ew. My favorite way to do so. Um, then we have, uh, last but not least, the Brown Mamba. You're getting the dragon and the otter. Um, now, I would read that just based on the title alone. Uh, once again, the trio is returning for their final year at Hogwarts. Never mind, um, I give up. Oh, and it's about how hard Draco's life is. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> Which I, oh, God. Uh, but uh, uh, thank absolutely every one of you. Now we move on to our highest tier, our Shefano Musgo Corey in the house tier. Uh, and, and now, fittingly, everyone is going to get a uh, Corey in the house fan fiction. I expect essays on all of these. I expect book reports. Um, we, we start with, I can't believe that the only time I've been legitimately mad at you has been when you have disrespected coffee. Um, there's so many is better times to be mad at novel? me. Is it a fucking light novel? Is it a fucking light novel? No, no, that, that was, that was, what <laughs> that's the light novel for, for our patron name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, the, oh. the, the one they're getting. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know what? I'm giving them the, the golden gauntlet. They're getting Cory in the house of the anime. Um, so there you go. Um, Almighty Sinner, you are getting Trials of the Earth, where Cory Baxter is the chosen one, chosen to rid the world of darkness. Uh, Zachary surely I... wants you to remember the Indian in the cupboard. Uh, I shall remember, and surely you shall remember. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a very specific thing for us to remember. I, I think I had it on VHS back in the day. Oh, God, I just aged myself. Anyway, uh, moving on. Zachary, you get Alcar Island. Where, oh, where is Sophie? Sophie Martinez is marooned on an island. Uh, it's it's oh, right. survival apparently i hmm. she's the little yeah. girl yeah I, I i remember i remember unfortunately i remember uh touchy diplomat you are going to get uh cory in the wasteland it says cory messed up big time but will he be able to handle the consequences apparently i'm gonna guess like nuclear fallout is the consequences uh That's and last save that last but not least we have Silicon Spectre. You are getting Corey in the future. Corey's an adult now and still friends with Newt and Mina. Uh, oh, and don't don't you worry. Uh, uh, Miley Cyrus from Hannah Montana makes a guest appearance in this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> if we're talking timelines here, that's dangerous. Uh, it's getting very dangerous considering what we know about... Uh, let me put it this way. Miley Cyrus is not the most problematic star in the future. For ex-Disney uh, star, yeah. <laughs> Uh, even just in that grouping. To absolutely every yeah. one of you, thank you so much. If you'd like to reach out to us, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Oh. If only Sean's internet connection was good. That'd be swell.